Hannah needs family. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? You don't know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Hakuna Matata! Hello, lovely, lovely people, friends, family, countrymen, countrymen, also people that probably don't like us, but are here for the great hard hitting content and journalism (laughs) integrity. Lend us your ears. Bend us an ear. Sit down, relax, pull out that popcorn, Mm -hmm. buckle up, Mm -hmm. maybe... I don't know. Brace yourself. Okay. Today, we are watching the fateful 1946 bombshell. I don't know. It might be great. Might be. I don't know. Song of the South. Song of the South. Now, people have asked us, Andrea and Jay, why watch this movie? Why? Because there's a lot of really good music in here. A lot of classic characters, but it's also, and I hand to the sky. I have not seen this movie. People tell me there's major racial undertones, maybe blatant racial. I don't know if there's, God forbid, slavery. I don't know if there's even worse. I don't know what's in here, but I am excited to watch it. I'm going to give it a fair shake of a lamb's ear and react honestly. I don't. Yeah. What? How? Where's your headspace at? What? Well, Song of the South. I want to start with a disclaimer that both Jay and I, if you can't tell from all of our previous podcasts, are white. (laughs) We are. We are light skinned. We are Mm -hmm. privileged. um, And so Obviously, we want to approach this movie with some sensitivity. Um, We want to watch it and recognize that maybe this is not something that would fly today, but I'll also see what's there. And one, I mean, we got the big asterisk here is this was made in 1946. Culture has changed dramatically, I feel, uh, at least in regards to race. And so at the time, I'm sure Walt wasn't purposely, hey, I'm going to be racist and here's my agenda. I don't know. Again, I haven't seen it. Right. So we may see some things that really stand out to us as, ooh. Cringy. Yeah, maybe not. Um, yeah, we'll just see what's there. Um, we'll try to point out when... Things occur in this movie that don't align with, A, how how you treat people as people instead of stereotypes, and then, B, what really stands out as of that era that would not be okay today. That's right. And then maybe, C, things that are in there that still need to be discussed today, you know? Yeah. Um, So... Again, we are light-skinned, we're privileged, we'll do the best we can. Also, I feel it would be drastically inappropriate if we used an improv 
scene. Yeah, let's not do that. We're not going to improv <laughs> a song from the that. South. Um, but again, this movie is on the list. So we must do and our duty. We're do- watching everything on the that list. That is our so promise to you. We will buckle up. We will report. We will watch and we will get back to you. Got to do it. Okay. So let's talk about where we were with uh, how Disney is doing. World War II has just ended. Uh, Walt Disney has, in 1941, he had an animator strike. And then throughout World War II, he had a series of movies that did not, that were not received very well. Uh, they were flops. Uh, his loss of money. He's kind of strapped for cash. He started making these hybrid live action plus some animation movies because it's cheaper than making a full animated movie. And his mom grounded him for staying out too late. No. Things were not looking good for (laughs) Walt Disney. That did not happen. (laughs) So Song of the South is along the similar vein. It's a live action movie with some animated bits in it. So this is following his pattern of let's get a movie out there that's cheap to make and maybe bring some money back. Okay. Um, Song of the South is based off the short stories about Briar Rabbit, Briar Fox, and Briar Bear. Uh, It's kind of a... um, these stories about these these animals that I guess Walt Disney heard growing up as a child and wanted to make into an animated feature. Interesting. So, and these stories were written in the mid-1800s. Wow. Oh, I got a fun fact for you. If you go to Disney World and you ride the ride Splash Mountain. They have these characters in Splash Mountain. Yes, and I hear there's some, this is somehow a extra in ending, maybe. Mm. We'll see if something's not tied up at the oh, end. Oh, do you think there's a Splash Mountain tie-in? Who knows? Maybe. All right. Well, I see you have a trailer. I'll queue yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. Let me... <clears throat> All right, so this is the original 1946 trailer for... Song of the South. Uncle Remus is back. From where? And everyone's headed for the laughing place. He's heading your way again. Uncle Remus, the immortal storyteller in Walt Disney's honored motion picture classic. Song of the South. Song of the South returns, rich in American folklore. But just then, Bill Rabbit's tail snapped off real short. It's warm live characters combined with the laughingest of all cartoon characters, known and loved today by everyone. So long, Uncle Remus. Sure hope you know what you was doing. <laughs> Don't worry about me. That's a rabbit. I can take care of myself. Brer Rabbit whose wits always keep him a hair away from the jaws of Br'er Fox. Fox. And the bumbling Br'er Bear. Uh, howdy, Br'er Bear. Get out of my track! Hey! Uh, uh, I'm gonna knock his head clean off. Hey, there ain't no 
nothing in here except <laughs> Once again, see all the fun with Uncle Remus. How do you do? Hunt the possums. And his refreshing, timeless fables about critters that gently point up the foibles of folks. That young scout is going to put his foot in it one of these days. Uh-oh. Is that an anteater? Once again, feel all the powerful human drama. Live-action kid running in a field. A real ox. Screaming lady. And once again, hear all the songs the world has never stopped singing about those zippity doodah days. Now that's the kind of day when you can't open your mouth without a song jump right out of it. Zippity doodah, zippity My oh my. What a wonderful feeling. What zippity doodah entertainment. For youngins and grown-ups together. Wow. And scene. Scene. Yeah. So after seeing the trailer, what do you think? I'm excited. Like, I'm curious now to watch it. I don't know what's going to happen or what's coming up, but... uh, it sounds like this could be short story since Uncle Remus is back in town and he's slinging us some old stories. We'll just have to see. Should we watch it? You know I think we should. One, two, three, four. It's time for the movie. Which remote do we use again? I get the popcorn. There could be spoilers. We'll be back in... And we're back. And we're back. We saw the closing scene. The end. They zippity doodahed off into the sunset. So that's spoilers, maybe. It ends with the (laughs) end and zippity doodah. (laughs) But I got to know, my darling love, what did you think of this? Ugh. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, all the way around. A, the story was just dumb. B, Uncle Remus got the short end of the stick over and over and over again. And C, I don't know, man. I just, I never want to see it again. Your turn. Okay. I actually had a positive experience. I was expecting like almost uh, roots level racial whipping and name calling. And that didn't happen. Yes, the story took place at a plantation, but not once was it about, like, it was about the magic of a story. It wasn't necessarily. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't like 12 years a slave. I know. Where you stand there and watch a, like, brutal beating. And then you come out and you're like, oh, that's the worst. And I mean, the, the people that made this film are one, maybe two generations removed from slavery itself. Like And 46? 46, yeah. Their grandparents probably had slaves. Okay. So they're not going to show it in graphic detail. It's well, kind of a... Plus it's a Disney movie. Yeah, it's kind of like a... 
look how great and beautiful it is and listen to the beautiful singing of these people and like they made it all very beautiful and idyllic and Uncle Remus is your best friend who's going to look out for you Which and I, tell you stories. I thought Uncle Remus was fantastic. Like I was in. I thought I want to be Uncle Remus's friend. I would wear a shirt that says, tell me a story, Uncle Remus. But you mentioned a great point. The uh, Johnny's mother and grandma who's i guess owns uncle remus or i don't know unclear technically the story happens after the civil war so all of the slaves have are been getting freed paid. so in theory all these people are getting paid yeah or they're being allowed to stay on the land rent free if johnny's grandmother is is kind um, yeah but yeah they're they're not they're free people at this point but if you look back at your history, that in theory and what actually happened are two very different things. So I did, what did you think of the cartoons? Because when Uncle Remus would tell a story, it would cut to a cartoon starring Briar Fox and Briar Rabbit and Briar Bear and a couple other animals. I'm sure their first names are Briar as well, followed by what animal <laughs> they are. <laughs> Heaven forbid Briar Rabbit having a brother. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> um, on the surface, the the cartoons were fun and charming. But They're, deep I, down, I, I would uh, maybe put them on the same level as like a Bugs Bunny, uh, Elmer Fudd type cartoon. You're exactly right. Yeah, that's the vibe I almost picked up. Like I almost said that right before, but yeah, it it really did feel like uh, Looney Tunes. Like just, you've got this clever rabbit and this fox that just keeps trying to hunt him down and, and cook him and eat him. Yeah. And then this really dumb bear that keeps screwing things up. Yeah. It was charming. And I could see to a, like a six year old that being like high entertainment. Hilarious. Hilarious. Okay. Here's my problem with the story. Okay. So you've got this little kid. First off. You show the little kid's parents showing up at this plantation. And for some reason, the dad's like, sorry, I've got to leave. Yeah. And there's like talking. this really dramatic goodbye. And we're like, is he just going back to work? Or is he actually like just abandoning him here? That part of the story wasn't clear. Yeah. So we're like, okay, whatever. Kids left alone, misses his dad and his mom's kind of a bee. Um, kind of. Okay, yeah, she's she's not very nice no. for most of the film. Uh, so the kid decides to run away, and this Uncle Remus fella sees him standing in the trees listening to one of his stories late at night as the kid's running away. And so Uncle Remus uh, lures him in with a story, gets him to go back to the house, and then Uncle Remus gets yelled at for... Keeping him out too late. Yeah, keeping him out because he took the heat from the mom for, oh, I was just telling him a story and it got too late. So the kid wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah, but and it caused the kid to like him. But then this keeps happening over and over mm. again where the kid's in trouble or Uncle Remus is like helping him by keeping a puppy for him, doing all this other stuff to help this snotty little kid out. 
And then Uncle Remus always gets in trouble with the mom over it. And he just, he doesn't stand up for himself. He just stands there and takes it. Yeah. And it just, it it just left a bad feeling in my stomach because this snotty little kid just got away with murder. And poor Uncle Remus. Poor Uncle Remus got to the point where he's like, well, this is my home, but I guess I have to leave now. Yep. Because the mom said, you can't see my son anymore, but this kid wouldn't leave him alone. So he's like, well, guess I'm leaving. It's very sad. Very I don't tragic. know. The whole story just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. That's okay. That's but fine. But t- I mean, tell me what you liked about it because I want to hear. Yeah. Um, maybe you saw it from a different perspective. I, I sure did. I, it, it brought me back to the days of young Jay maybe 10 years old scampering around my block uh, in the summertime because kids would get together. We would find other kids and go on adventures and get in trouble. And uh, often we would find another older person and hang out with them and they'd fix us milk or cookies or tell us stories. So yeah, it, it did kind of hearken that, that memory and that feeling that Uh, I never had or that I haven't thought of in 20 years. And so it, it had that freedom that I really thought was neat. And of course I thought there was a couple animations. I'm like, wow, that's really clever and very well thought out. And the way that they blend, uh, reality with animation keeps getting better and we saw that first with uh three amigos i think or um, no 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 the, where did we see that donald it was ducks a, around the world trace calabreros three crap or was it saludos amigos might have been saludos amigos yeah, yeah i don't remember yeah but anyway um i thought it was clever how we saw instead of just being forced like oh here's here's the like uh, just a cut scene or a animation or whatever this act of somebody telling a story brought us to this world yeah and um i don't know it, it I, all tied in very well it was all a nice it, job with that yeah so i, I did i i liked it a lot actually i thought i thought going in that yeah 12 years a slave or maybe even not worse but something that would be like oh this is so offensive but i kept waiting for that scene and i'm like <laughs> and it never came it was actually like yes historically plantations that's not a secret that's real that happened but the fact that there's this story and digi- disney man magic and animation and and like it even though this kid was privileged this white kid he was also extremely troubled and lonely and to go to uh i don't know whatever role uncle remus was and to get better it just it felt like it it was just happy i liked it it was happy there we go okay nice um i did and maybe we should jump into our segment here are true facts about disney disney (laughs) um i did look up uh some of the issues they had with race while they were making this movie yes um because i think that's maybe more even more interesting than us looking at it today and saying what's wrong with it 
Um, so Disney hired an African-American performer and writer, Clarence Muse, to be consulted on the screenplay. Um, but Muse eventually quit the production. Really? Uh, because he suggested they portray the African-American characters in a way that would be perceived as more dignified and less stereotypical. Yeah. Um, so make them more like real people instead of worker bees on a plantation. Right. Or like the happy go lucky slave stereotype. Um, so that really bothered the guy that they hired to consult on it. And finally he quit. Wait, I've never heard of a happy go lucky slave. Is that a stereotype? <laughs> it was kind of a stereotype in the day. Like, look, they've got a really great life here and they're treated really well. So what are you upset about? Kind of thing. Huh. Yeah, it's obviously not a thing now because we kind of know better now yeah. that, yeah, it sucks to be owned by another human being. Yeah. But back in the day, but especially it, if you're trying to justify owning people, you want to make it look like they're happy and they're treated really well. And so that. But the stereotype of the slave is that they're happy and go lucky. They're loving this some of life. them. Some of them, yes. Huh. I, yeah, that's new to me. Okay, so this person that they hired to consult, who ultimately quit, wrote letters to the editors of black publications to criticize this movie and the script during the time. Um. So let's see what else we got here. Uh, the NAACP. Uh wanted to see a treatment they wanted to see the film before it came out okay. and offer suggestions and say hey are you being fair to african americans in this film and uh they were denied request to see the film oh man um um the original treatment of the script had some phrases in it uh that were offensive and removed that's ultimately good. which is good so um, one thing i did have a problem with was ultimately understanding all the words and it might have been because of their thick southern accents or it might have been because it was 1946 and they couldn't record it well but there's a lot of times that i just kind of went with oh he's saying okay see you later johnny but who knows what he's really right. saying. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing is all of the African-American characters kind of had that jive. that jive speak to them and all the white characters didn't even have Southern accents. They, they were, were all prim and proper. Pr prim and oh, proper. Oh, oh. Um, and that was an issue they had at the time with this movie. The other thing is these animal stories. I think the original stories are kind of a metaphor for slave resistance to oh. so a briar rabbit is kind of the the slave that's resisting through cleverness instead of straight up resistance and the uh, critics at the time said that they kind of turned that into uh, where briar rabbit was kind of bumbling instead of smart that's interesting. So th it, this is all kind of interesting. And this was at the time when the movie came out. So sure. even before the movie came out, there was definitely opposition Murmurs. from uh, this minority group who did not like what this movie was saying. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Uh, I got some fun facts. This is actually a goof. And I love goofs. Well. So apparently before Uncle Remus tells the story about the laughing place 
the mud on Jenny's dress disappears and then reappears in between shots. Oh, I noticed Me that too. it was like really dark and then it like wasn't there and then it was kind of smeared in and then it was really dark. Yeah. 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 And then one other goof was there's shadows of the mic and boom are visible in the early scenes in Johnny's room. Oops. So that's something to look forward to if you indeed desi- design <laughs> or decide to watch this. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I want to know your favorite cartoon animal that you saw during this movie. Oh, the frog. No way. Yeah, the frog that was sitting there fishing and he had a real deep voice. That was my favorite <laughs> animal. Also, Miss Nellie, the butterfly. Oh, the- she goes, hi, Uncle Remus. And I go, hi, Miss Nellie. And she goes, <laughs> They were. But she's a cute. butterfly. Yeah. That was pretty cute. All right. Yeah. Let's just see. Ruth Warwick. She played Sally, Johnny's mom. Let's see where she is now. Well, see if she was in anything else because she was just. Oh my! The gosh. character was not kind. Not a. All my children. She played Phoebe Tyler Wallington from 1970 to 2005. Whoa! Oh, Look at man. her working. Okay, there was one really famous actress in this movie. And that was Kate Blanchett. No, it's the lady who played Miss Tempe was Hattie McDaniel. Who's Hattie McDaniel? She was the lady making the pie. Oh. And she uh, got nominated for Best Supporting Actress and won an Academy Award for her role as Mammy in Gone with the Wind. You're kidding. So that was in 1939. So... She is in this movie post her big Oscar win. So she was probably the most famous person in this movie. That's crazy. At the time. Bobby Driscoll, a.k.a. Johnny. Uh Uh-oh. What'd he do? (laughs) He did not make it. He died in 1968 (gasps) at the age of 31. What happened? You know, that's a good question. I don't, let me pull up his full bio. I don't necessarily, um, funds to two plain children found his dead body, a tentment believed to be an unclaimed and homeless person. He was buried in an unmarked pauper's grave. On Heart Island. Are you serious? Where he remains. Yeah, he died penniless. And another child actor gone downhill. Man, that got dark. That's really dark. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, everybody. (laughs) That's crazy. Okay, well, apparently the plight of the child actor is an age old story. It sure is. Okay, next segment. Tell stories, no matter what. Hmm. Go on. I feel that even though stories seem to cause trouble, that they helped the family ultimately come together and 
helped Johnny reason and uh, grow as a child. Do you think he grew as a child, though? Obviously, when he would use the tricks he learned from Briar's Rabbit in real life. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So, in my mind, I think the the power of the story is kind of the whole point of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, for Uncle Remus, if he had just, like, sat down and tried to give lessons to the snotty little kid, like, well, you know, you should really stand up to those bullies, it wouldn't have worked. No, not at all. And like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, Uncle Remus. <laughs> and would have kicked some mud on him or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coming from a, you can learn from other people's stories and you can also teach the best lessons by telling stories to others. That's exactly right. All right. Also, everyone likes a good story. Who doesn't? Yeah. 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 Okay, I accept that moral. <laughs> I'm glad I passed and accepted. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, okay, any last thoughts about this? Uh, closing thought, I thoroughly was impressed. Uh, I know I brought it up earlier, but the Splash Mountain ride features these, these characters. characters. Yes, um, it does. And... We actually, if you ride Splash Mountain, you get thrown in the briar patch or whatever. And uh, that's the big splash at the end? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Um, yeah, I think I remember the scene where he's like over the fire and he's cooking them or something. Yeah. yeah. Very dark for a child. And as a kid, like, you haven't seen this movie, so you're like, hey, I don't know what this is. Yeah. I just want the water. <laughs> Exactly. I I just can't wait for this splash. Oh, I remember the okay, real quick. Here's a story because it's all about stories. Uh-huh. All right. Which by the way, sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but That's for okay. our listeners who have never been to Splash Mountain, it's no. at, at Oh yeah. Disney, Disney World. Uh-huh. Um it's a Magic gi- Kingdom. It's, it's a log ride, so you you ride in this long kind of canoe type thing and they float you up and up and up. And then at the very end, you have a very long drop down like a water slide and you get splashed. Yeah. So anyway, that's Splash Mountain. Yes. Unpause. Okay. Young Jay with mom, dad, Parker. I first saw Splash Mountain unveiled or revealed on the Disney Channel. And the very first writer of Splash Mountain was Ernest from Ernest Goes to Camp and... What? Yeah, and they, he had a special log flume that allowed him to lay all the way back. And so when he went down, <laughs> he came back and he was like laying down. He's like, Yee! doing his like face like he just got whipped around. And it was so funny. And then magically, you know, within a year or two, we got to go to Disney World. And I couldn't even wait. Like I watched videos on this and I memorized things and I... <laughs> seriously and then i got up there (laughs) and i was so nervous about what was gonna happen i paid little attention to the animatronics (laughs) at the top all i could do was wait for the big splash and when it happened it was almost like a checkpoint in my life happened and i was like ah i did it i did it It you know it was yeah anyway so that's where i am very nice. I remember riding it as a kid 
and like being terrified because I didn't ride roller coasters at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, I just remember ducking down and waiting for it to be over. Yeah. But I enjoy the animatronic stuff. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's my story. Oh, well, anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Ultimately, I would say if Song of the South sounds interesting and you're in for something that could be controversial or could not be, if you like stories, maybe give this a go. Mm. Okay. <laughs> or not. We have a split. <laughs> we have a, a hung jury over here. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. All right. But uh, so we'll leave it up to you, the listener. That's right. Um, contact us. We have this sweet little app that you can leave us voice messages and andrea did that once and it was great so anyway we're testing it out <laughs> but yeah it should the link should be in the show notes so all you have to do is click uh until next time thank you our next movie uh-huh is called fun and fancy free Ooh, sounds fun and, and fancy, fancy free yeah all right well thanks for listening so long